Pleasure to be with you. Uh, can I have Parker and Lynch come up here for a second? Parker and Lynch. Parker and Lynch. Come on. Come on. Right here. He's right over here. He's very good. Um, so I know it's not much. You come on over. Come on this side. I know it's not much, but we have extras of these. Um, I just want to reward you guys with an extra sticker, or winter retreat stickers, for getting up at 5 in the morning today and helping with uh, making breakfast and everything like that. So thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Um, and I've got one other. I actually got two stickers. Two people want to tell me something they took away from last night's message. Besides me acting ridiculous a little bit. Um, sorry. What's that? So, yeah, not blame God for bad things. You want to come get their sticker? Good job, Tori. Um, I'm going to call on a guy. I saw Everett's hand come up first, so go ahead, Everett. Amen. Very good. Come on up, man. Good job. I got a couple more stickers left, so we'll save that for the third session. All right. Um, anyone else want to share anything they took away from last night's message or in small groups? Madison? Um, that you can't, like, right. Help us persevere in our faith and our growth in that. Awesome. That's very good. Anyone else? No? All right. Well, we're going to go into session two here this morning. Uh, let me ask you guys. Do you guys know a guy named Michael Phelps? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Football no. player. Yeah. No. Not a football player. Who? Swimmer. Swimmer. Okay. What was so great about Michael Phelps? Trap. Trap. No. No. <laughs> Not until Michael Phelps. Here, go ahead. Whichever one. Yeah, one of the best American swimmers ever. He, I think he won eight gold medals or 12, something like that. He broke the record. Um, here's some little stats about him, by the way. Uh, for training per week, he swam 80,000 meters. That's 50 miles per week. He practiced two times a day, six days a week. He lifted three days a week. And had numerous water drills that he did throughout the week as well. Um, now, they gave a whole list of what he ate for food and everything like that. It was so long. So I'm just going to go with breakfast, all right? Because we just had breakfast this morning. Here's what Michael Phelps ate for breakfast regularly. Three fried egg sandwiches with cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, fried onions, and mayo. Two cups of coffee. Five egg omelet. A bowl of grits. Three slices of French toast with powdered sugar. Three chocolate chip pancakes. How many of you would, how many would you be ready to fall asleep at the moment? Like, oh. Alright. How many would be sick after like, after the five egg omelet? I'd be like, I'm done. Like, I'm good. Right? Um, so I, I start off with that little introduction about Michael Phelps because he was committed to doing what he had to do to be the best gold medalist. Or to be the best swimmer. Sorry, I kind of butchered that. But the best swimmer in his events. I want you to turn to your neighbor for 30 seconds. If you don't have a neighbor, find a neighbor. Um, if not, you can come talk to me. Um, ask your neighbor, what in your life have you committed to, and how has it affected your everyday life? 
All right. So what have you committed to and how has it affected your everyday life? Jamie, what did you commit to? Basketball. Basketball. And how has that affected your everyday life? So when I started basketball, it made me want to, like, like play outside more. Mm-hmm. Like, at, at my basketball now, outside. And, like, okay. Awesome. What's up, man? All right, let's bring it back, finish up. All right, anyone want to share something you're committed to and how it's affected your life every day? Awesome, very good. Kathy, your hand came up. Okay, awesome. Can you say it again? Go ahead. Committing to work with animals. Okay, awesome. Ever. Uh, I've done machining a lot. Machining? Like, and that's basically every day for school. Okay. So I kind of can't help but look at stuff now and say, hey, I think I know how that's made. Okay, so that's how it affected your life. Any machine, you're like, oh, and I know how to work that in a little bit. All right. Cohen. Uh, committing to believing in God. Committing to believing in God. And how has that affected your life? Okay, very good. Anyone else? All right. Well, tonight, or tonight, this morning, um, we're going to talk about what it means to take uh, a commitment and be devoted to our prayer life. That's what we're going to talk about this morning, being devoted and committing to our prayer life. And if you have your Bible, please turn to Luke chapter 11. And I'm not going to have you jump around. We're going to be in Luke. So if you're not sure where Luke is, if you go to the New Testament... Matthew, Mark, and then Luke. And then it's chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. We're going to look at the first 13 verses. And today we're going to talk about what it looks like to pray... And why it's important for us to be committed and devoted to a prayerful life, to live a life of praying. So, Luke chapter 11, and we're going to look at the first 13 verses. It reads as follows. He, Jesus, was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John also taught his disciples. He said to them, whenever you pray, say, Father... Your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we ourselves also forgive everyone in debt to us. And do not bring us into temptation. He also said to them, Suppose one of you have a friend and goes to him him at midnight and says to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I don't have anything to offer him. Then he will answer from inside and say, don't bother me. How many of you would say that? Someone come knocking at your door. Don't bother me, right? (laughs) The door is already locked and my children and I have gone to bed. I can't get up to give you anything. 
I tell you, even though he won't get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his friend's shameless boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this morning, Lord. Uh, We thank You that by Your grace we have the freedom to gather here this morning, Lord God, to hear Your Word being proclaimed. Father, I ask this morning, Lord, that You help us to understand the importance of being in a prayerful life. Understanding the importance of praying, the importance of communicating to You, Lord God. Recognizing that this helps us grow in our relationship with You, Jesus. Father, I pray that through this message we can learn that uh, a life of prayer doesn't need to be scary. It doesn't need to be intimidating, Lord. But prayer is the freedom to just come to You, to commune with You, and talk talk with You through Jesus Christ. Father, we thank You. We praise You. In Jesus' name, Amen. Alright, so the first question we're going to answer here is when and where to pray. When and where to pray. And Luke, verse we just read, verse 1, says again that Jesus was praying in a certain place. He was praying in a certain place. It doesn't give us an exact place that He was praying, but there are many occasions throughout the Bible when Jesus prayed during some certain situations. Uh, when Jesus was baptized, in Luke chapter 3, verse 21, and you don't have to flip to them, you can just write these down and talk about them in small groups. Um, But in Luke chapter 3, verse 21, it says, when all the people were baptized, Jesus also was baptized, and He was praying, and heaven opened. Uh, Yes. I couldn't hear you. Luke chapter 11. Verses 1 through 13. Alright? So after his baptism, he, he was praying. During his baptism, he was praying. After ministering to people, Jesus took some time to pray. Uh, Matthew 14, verse 23, it says, After dismissing the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Well into the night, he was there alone. Mark 6, verse 46, it says, And... and After he said goodbye to them, he, Jesus, went away to the mountain to pray. In Luke chapter 6, verse 12, it said, During those days he went out to the mountains to pray and spent all night in prayer to God. Jesus also prayed in the midst of suffering and pain. In Matthew 26, verses 39, it says this, Going a little farther, he fell face down and prayed, My father... If it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Yep, Matthew 26, verse 
And then the final one, Luke 23, verse 34, says, Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, because they do not know what they are doing. And they divided his clothes and cast lots. See, a common theme that we see here is that Jesus took the time to pray. He found time to pray. Sometimes when it was in, what could be inconvenient to others and what could be in, inconvenient to him. Like, think about it. After he was ministering to people, talking with people, a group of people, having fun, kind of like we were last night, right? We were up till who knows when. Um, I know lights were out at 12.30, but some of you probably didn't sleep. Um, after ministering to people and he was up and, and working with people, it could have been very easy for Jesus to be like, Ah, I'm going to bed. I'm tired. Peace. But instead, we read throughout the different scriptures that he took some night, sometimes well into the night. That means he's probably up most of the night praying and seeking the Lord and uh, seeking the Father and asking for strength in those times. Here's a question I want you to write down and maybe talk about in your small groups. Are you intentional about your prayer life? Are you intentional about your prayer life? Do you, do you make it a habit, a consistent habit in your daily walk with the Lord to pray? Do, do you have a set time where you say, okay, I just, I just need this space and time to pray? Now, I don't want this to become a, um, uh, a legalistic thing, because I'm not, there are some people who will say, if you pray at this time in the morning and at this specific time, that's the only time you can pray and that's it. And if you don't do that, well, you're not really a Christian. That's not true at all. We, we should find the time that fits for us. You know, sometimes I take the time in the morning to be in God's Word and pray. Sometimes if my day is a little more stressful right before lunch, during the lunchtime, I'll take that time to pray. If I'm going to bed, if I'm anxious about something, or I can't sleep for whatever reason, I'll get out of bed. Try not to wake my wife up. Um, pray and read God's Word. So you have to figure out, when is it good for you to sit down and take that time to pray? And sometimes, sometimes... It won't all, I know I just said it, like, when is it good for you to pray? But sometimes there are going to be times when it's not in a good situation. Like, I can't stop. I need to keep going. It's kind of how I was yesterday. I'll be honest with you, because I, I, you know, last minute things that need to get done here, and I'm really excited that you're here, and I really want to see lives change, and I, I had my little perfectionism coming out. Anyone ever deal with that? Like, everything's got to be on point, and I, and I, I could feel myself getting a little, Angry and also hangry because I didn't eat all day. <laughs> and I was like, all right, take a step back. Go walk away. Pray. Ask the Lord just the guidance to take that out of me because I want to be affected and used by God the best way that I can. One of the things that you can do what you should do as growing up and maturing in the Lord is recognizing those moments in time when you have to pray. Alright? Right? I'm sorry, who was asking? Just recognizing those times when, especially in the moments when you really need to pray. When you're stressed out, when you're anxious, or anything like that, because 
here's the thing. Prayer shouldn't be a backup plan. It should be our first plan. Prayer shouldn't be a backup plan. It should be our first plan. You know, some people will, you know, when things are, when the chicken's hitting the fan, um, people will say, well, what's, what's our last resort? Just pray about it. Praying should never be our last resort. Praying should always be our first priority in anything in life. So the question now then is, how do we pray? How do we pray? How many of you, just be honest, you're like, yeah, prayer's a little intimidating. Right? Especially, how about praying out loud? Very intimidating to you. How many, okay, let's just be honest, why is that? Why is that intimidating to you? I guess maybe because you like, want to sound like perfect, like the, like, perfect, like, it's like the perfect way, not how silly, I guess. Right, Absolutely. no, and I think that's a lot, what a lot of, what's that? Go ahead. Like right, you're looking for the right words, and, and you want to sound perfect. Go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry, can you say that again? Yeah, it's a form of public speaking, and so people are watching you here. Ryan? Okay, Sydney. Right. Okay, Cassie. Right. Right. So you'd be fearful of what other people will be judging about. All of these are great. And this is what's broken with the church sometimes. To be straight honest with you. Because Jesus even calls out the Pharisees who would proclaim throughout the streets and sound great with their prayers. And people would see them and they'd be in awe like, wow, they've got some great prayers. They sound great. They look great. They, they sound like they're holy and yet their hearts were far from them. See, I, I think we need to, we need to be okay with, um, not trying to find the right perfect words. Sometimes you're not going to find the right words. Here's one of the simplest prayers I've always said sometimes. Lord, help me. Amen. Because I don't know what else to say right now in the moment. And the Scripture says that the Holy Spirit will guide us through our prayers. But I, I want to I take away some of the fears of praying. And, and we see here in Luke chapter 11, verses 2 through 4, when Jesus says, when you pray, say, Father, your name be honored and honored as holy. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves also forgive everyone in debt to us and do not bring us into temptation. Now, there are some. Yes. Luke chapter 11, verses 12, I'm sorry, verses 2 through 4. Luke 11, 2 through 4. Now, there are some religions that they use that as a chance, and they think, okay, if I just say this three times and say some other things, I'm good, right? That's not what Jesus is saying here. What, what Jesus is saying, he's teaching the disciples what it looks like to pray, and here's, here's what our prayer should look like. Number one, it should be honoring to the Lord. Notice that he gives thanks to the Lord. It should be honoring to the Lord. Our prayers should seek wisdom to live like children of the kingdom of God. Alright, so the first one, our prayer should honor the Lord. Our prayer should 
seek wisdom to live like children of the kingdom of God. Ask for strength for the day, spiritual strength throughout the day, and physical strength as well. Confess any sins that are going on. And the last one is to put on the armor of God. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come. So the first one again, our prayers should honor the Lord, seek wisdom from the Lord, ask for divine strength for the day, confess any sins, and put on the armor of God. Now, I'm going to share with you just a prayer that I, I wrote to, to help you guys with this. is something as I was typing it out, I'm like, okay, Lord, this is how I'm feeling for the weekend. This is something that I just wrote off the cusp. It says, Father, thank you for today. Thank you by your grace that we have the freedom to gather here this weekend. Jesus, teach me to be salt and light this weekend. Teach me to love on the students and leaders. I pray that we all know your love. Father, I ask for the divine strength to get me through this day. I confess that my flesh wants this weekend to be a perfect weekend. Father, I can't make anything perfect, but you are the perfecter of all things. Holy Spirit, move this weekend in ways that haven't been seen before. Protect me and others from the attacks and lies of the enemy through the sword of the word and the shield of faith. Lord Jesus, all glory and honor and praise is given to you and you alone. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Now, I don't share that prayer to say, wow, look how great Mike is and writing a prayer. Uh, that's not the point of it. The point is saying that when you take the time to just think through your life, think through what is going on daily in your life and and recognize the relationship that you have with Christ if you are in Christ. He he talks about this when sharing. Let me ask, when you guys ask your father for something, my hope is, as he says, if you ask, Dad, can I have a glass of water? He doesn't give you a glass of mud, right? Yeah, right, yeah. If you're like, Dad, I want a glass of water, and your dad gave you a glass of mud, how would you respond? Ew, right? And be like, how many? Some of you would probably be like, I'm going to throw it in your face. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, the dirt is flavor. The, <laughs> the dirt is flavor. Yeah. But but the thing is, when we when we just take the time and say, Okay, Lord, I trust in you, I believe in you, but here's what I'm dealing with, and I need your help. It allows things to come a little more naturally. Because here's the thing. Prayers should never be robotic. Prayers should never be robotic. Prayer is a time to look inwardly and speak outwardly to the Father. Prayer is a time to look inwardly and speak upwardly to the Father. What, what are some things that are on your mind? What are some things that you are struggling with? What are some things that you're like, Lord, I... I need your help in understanding what is going on here. And then finally, the last thing I want to talk about here with praying is to pray consistently. Pray consistently. In uh, Luke 11, verses 5 through 13, um, 
he talks uh, through near the bottom. He says, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open. See, praying to the Lord is our way of doing this on Jesus' door. Hello? Jesus? Hey, I'm really anxious about this test. Can you help me out? Hey, I'm really anxious about this weekend, and I'm not sure what's going to be like, and I'm really nervous. Can you help me out? Keep knocking. Keep seeking. Keep knocking. Some of the times I think we, we stop praying is because we don't think our prayer got answered right away. We, we live in a, such an instant gratification society that if we don't get it by this afternoon, oh, woe is me. My life is ruined. I didn't get that yacht that we talked about yesterday. See, praying is how we keep knocking on Jesus' door. And Ephesians 3, verse 20 says this, Now to Him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Now to Him who is able to do above and beyond all things that we ask. See, when we pray, we we need to go into a prayer believing this. Do we believe that God is so great that He is able to do things that are above all? Even our capabilities as humans. You know, yesterday morning we, or yesterday night we talked about, uh, we sang how great our God is. Do we really believe that? Do we really believe that miracles can still happen in this world? Do we believe that the Holy Spirit can still work through people's lives? Do you believe that God can use you who are in Christ Jesus to do a major work for the kingdom of God? Because if you believe that, you'll keep doing this. I'm going to get a bloody knuckle if I keep doing that. But You'll keep knocking. You'll keep seeking. You'll keep asking, Lord, what are you calling me to next? Whose life am I supposed to influence next? Lord, the times and the place that we're living in right now... Can you reveal to me in your word what is going on? Can you show me the importance of why knowing you is greater for me, is great for me, and great for those around me? See, we will keep knocking if we truly believe in the power of Christ. We will keep knocking, we will keep seeking if we truly believe in the power of Christ. I think for some of you, you don't believe it. Yeah, you say, I believe in Jesus. Yeah, I trust in Jesus. But all these miracles, these healings, because you you look at your life right now and you think, there are some broken things. There are some broken things that you want to see healed and you don't think it's happening right now. But God's ways are much higher than our ways. His ways are much higher than ours and He is always working. And for those who continue to seek him, I promise you, you will see His power work throughout your life over and over and over again. So I want to close with this acronym, um, write ACTS, A-C-T-S, 
vertically, and, I'll, and this will help you guys just um, horizontally, vertically, whatever it is. Vertically, okay. Um, Acts, A-C-T-S. This is something to just help you with your prayer life, whether you want to say a prayer out loud or writing a prayer uh, in your journal. Uh, for A, it's adoration. Adoration, yeah, it's A-D-O-R-A-T-I-O-N. Yeah, adore or praise Him in a sense. Adoration, A-D-O-R-A-T-I-O-N. C is confession. Confession. And with this, yes, confess any sins that you may be dealing with, but also confess any struggles you're dealing with. Lord, I'm struggling with the fact that it's icy outside right now. Lord, I'm struggling with the fact that um, I have to catch up on some homework because I'm missing a Friday. Lord, whatever it is, confess it. T is thanksgiving. Give thanks to the Lord for all the good that He's done in your life. Rachel mentioned this in our Bible study this morning. If, if If you have a hard time remembering the good things that God has done in your life, write them down. Write them down. Write them down what God has done good in your life. Because when you, when you tend to give thanks to Him more and more, you'll stop reflecting on the bad and stuff that's going around you. So give thanks to the Lord. And then the last one is supplication. Ask for supplication. You can also say submit, but submit to the will of the Father. Jesus, multiple times, you know, from beginning to the to dying on the cross, he said, "Father, if it is not, it's not my will. Let your will be done." And so, before we go into small groups, we're going to do a little challenge. We're, we're going to put this into practice, and I'm going to ask some courageous and bold souls to come on up here and pray. Pray for whatever is on your heart that, that, that you feel like the Lord, whether it's this weekend or anything like that, and put into practice a little bit here what we talked about. So, Caitlin's hand shot right up. So, Caitlin, have a right. That's fine. Come on up. Yeah, come on up. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving me the freedom to talk to you. I trust you and I need your help. Please give me the strength to get through the day. I confess my sins with my tongue, and I know everything is in your time. timing. I pray for guidance in you. I pray for help with my anxiety, and I can feel at peace. I know you're holy and heavenly, and I just ask for guidance, Lord. Amen. Amen. Good job, Taylor. Good job. Anyone else? Anyone else? Okay. Well, I'll I'll pray and close this out. I hope you guys take the time in your small groups to pray and and talk about things that are going on. And uh, I really hope that you guys can walk away with this, the importance of having a consistent and devoted life to prayer. Because if you keep knocking, you keep seeking, you will experience the power of Jesus Christ. Let's pray.
Heavenly Father, we thank You for today, Lord. Uh, we thank You for, for just this opportunity to talk about prayer, Lord. Father, this is, this is our time. This is, this is a way that we can be in communion with You. This is a way that we can give thanks for all that You have done in our lives, Lord God. This is our way of thanking You for sending Your Son, Jesus Christ, as the mediator for us, Lord God. And that through Him, all things are made possible. Through Him, all things were created. Through Him is salvation and through Him alone. Father, I I pray as we go into this time of small groups and we leave this weekend, Lord, that that You grow a desire and a hunger with all of us in here to be more consistent in our prayer, to be more persistent in our prayer, to be more persistent in pursuing You, Jesus, and You alone. Father, You tell us that we are to continue knocking and seeking and that You will give us the gift of the Holy Spirit that we need to continue to ask and seek You. Father, I pray that we never get um, tired or growing weary of some of the prayers that we continually ask for, Lord God. But I pray that we continuously, earnestly seek you and that if there are family members that you that we want to see saved that we will continue to pray for them if there are hurting people that we want to see healed we will continue to pray for them if there are people who are lost spiritually we will continue to be praying for them if there are any physical issues that are going on we will continue to pray for them god we thank you we praise you we give you all glory and honor In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.